Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. This is a major. This is Joe Turner. Identification? My name is Turner. I work for you. Now listen. Identify yourself. What is your designation? Uh, Condor. Something has happened. Section 9, Department 17. The section's been hit. What level? What level? Level of damage. Everybody. Dr. Lapp, Janice, Ray, Harold. Everybody is dead. What is it? What is it? Are you damaged? Damaged? No. Are you armed? Identify the armament. It's a 45 automatic. Will you guys bring me in, please? I'm not a field agent. I just read books. This is the panic officer. Section 917 may have been hit. Hit confirmed. It was a quality work. Clean, fast, first rate. Except they overlook one item. You say one of my people is still okay? Condor, you know him? No. Deputy Director Higgins, New York Center. I'm controlling now, Condor. Where are you? How come I need a code name and you don't? The head of your department just came here from D.C. He's going to bring you home. I've never met him. No worry. Two years military service. Separated 961. Worked at Bell Labs, Communication Research College on the GI Bill. Miss Condor isn't the man his file says he is. What? Wait a minute. I don't... Get in the car. Don't make a sound. Don't be dumb. I work for the CIA. I am not a spy. Your assignment for today was to go out and kidnap a girl. I'll need your help. Have I ever denied you anything? I don't think you're going to live much longer. Well, I may surprise you. We have games. What if? How many men? What would it take? Seven people killed. And you play games. And the other side does too. Condor is an amateur. He's lost. Unpredictable. He could fool a professional. Yes? Do you believe the condor is really an endangered species? Conclude the condor episode without any more noise. We're already visible. Let's not become conspicuous. If company agents aren't enough, use freelance. Use whatever it requires, but end it. Redford and Faye Dunaway in danger and in love in three days of the Condor. I'd like a uh, plain omelet, uh, no potatoes, tomatoes instead, a cup of coffee and toast. No substitution. What do you mean? You don't have any tomatoes? Only what's on the menu. You can have a number two, a plain omelet. It comes with cottage fries and rolls. Yeah, I know what it comes with, but it's not what I want. Well, I'll come back when you make up your mind. Wait a minute. I have made up my mind. I'd like a plain omelet, no potatoes on the plate, a cup of coffee, and a side order of wheat toast. I'm sorry we don't have any side orders of toast. I'll give you an English muffin or a coffee roll. What do you mean you don't make side orders of toast? You make sandwiches, don't you? Would you like to talk to the manager? Hey, Mac. 
shut up. You've got bread and a toaster of some kind. I don't make the rules. Okay, I'll make it as easy for you as I can. I'd like an omelet, plain, and a chicken salad sandwich on wheat toast. No mayonnaise, no butter, no lettuce, and a cup of coffee. Number two, chicken salad sandwich. Hold the butter, the lettuce, the mayonnaise, and a cup of coffee. Anything else? Yeah, now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> you see that sign, sir? Yes, you all have to leave. I'm not taking any more of your smartness and sarcasm. You see this sign? Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. I was getting way up there at the landing. Heavy. I was getting real high. Getting high voice. Yeah, I was getting that. Now I have to bleep that out. I was getting that. uh, I got you going. (laughs) I was getting that laughing. He didn't even have any. He started laughing and everybody was laughing and oh my god. One of my favorite stories. Laughing, high talking. Is the trip to Adair's. Oh my gosh. And I'll tell people that off air, but that's one of my favorite things. That was so freaking funny. Man. Is that the one? (laughs) The big girl and... Is that the trip where uh, they ended up getting out of the car? Or is that another one? That's a different one. That's a different one. That was... Stop recording for a minute. And we're back. And we're back. Hello. This we got a wasp in here. Oh, you know, they're all right. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That I was actually thinking of the old metal band. Uh, I never was into wasp. You know, I was always confused between wasp and striper. Stinger. Mm, yeah. Striper was much more mainstream. Well, wasn't striper the Christian band and then yeah. wasp was not? And so right. You, right. I, I wonder how many people accidentally bought the wrong one. And I think Striper had the, didn't they have the yellow and black theme? Yeah, yeah but yeah. so did Wasp. No, on the, no. On the they covers they did. Oh, did they? I thought they were like I think black and a, red or I something. I think there was a cover that had yellow and black on it. Well, that's a yellow they jacket. Like parking that's not lot a wasp. Black. A yellow jacket is a Wasp. But a yellow jacket's yellow and black. But, but it's in the Wasp family. family. Yeah. I mean, well, we're, we're going to have I'd Hornet like, talk. We're going to have etymology talk. <laughs> I'd like to narrow it down to a specific genre, but. You know. Oh, wait, is it entomology? En- entomology. Entomology, yeah. Entomology, yeah. entomology is a ent- study of words. Entomology. I used to know an entomologist, Mark. And, you know, I've never seen anybody so passionate and excited about talking about bugs. Oh, yeah. To the point that it's a total ass whip. Yeah. You know, my entomology. Jane Gum. Yeah. My entomology professor. In college, was he was something else? Real social guy, very passionate about pussy magnet. <laughs> oh man, he was an old man, and he could tell lots That'll of stories. Be the name of this episode. 
He could tell lots of stories about the glory days when DDT was legal. <laughs> and like the wor- wrestling move? And him working on uh, commercial agriculture farms down in Mexico, coordinating sprays and... Banging Mexican whores. Uh, yeah. We need to go down on one of those uh, South American dove hunts. Oh, yeah. Whew, I've had a couple buddies go down and do that and said it was a blast well even you used not, not a real limit down there yeah and used to you could go <laughs> you bring a punt gun <laughs> yeah i mean folks that we grew up with i can remember some of their dads going down to mexico just right across the border oh, dove, yeah. dove hunting yeah and it was and my uncle went to south america dove hunting a couple of years ago he sent me a video uh get it and it was a uh, bug get it anyway and it was protein just, it was like it was unbelievable the amount of birds oh, flying yeah. in the air. Oh yeah, just thousands. It, yeah, be a good time. Yeah, I'll get right on that. You, you yeah, it's like that. Set that up like mm-hmm. that one season. That one season of love that we had out there on those wheat fields with oh, the ducks, man. where they were oh, they were like blackbirds. It was just thousands. Everywhere. Now unfrozen pond. Unfrozen like pond. That made me think of something. And <laughs> my dad was talking about, and I think this was in the seventies, but. Out there at the lake, the government, and I'm not sure exactly who. The government. I'm not sure if it was the game wardens or it was the people that managed the lake, but they were supplying shells, and they just had people out there shooting birds. I mean, people's guns were burning red hot, (laughs) just lined up on the the, the shore lake on a firing line, just shooting birds. I got to get more details about it. I don't remember. Like Ducks or I don't remember. I, I'll talk to him tomorrow about it. And I'll get right, more get details. Rid of all the trash but ducks. They, they supplied all the shells. No shit. And people were just lined up there, literally, till their guns got too hot to shoot. Wow. Well, don't you miss lead shot? I do. Man, I still shoot lead shot all the time, but I'm I don't hunt duck. duck. It was a better time, heavy. It was. All right. This is. Can you hear me? The podcast is three guys. Yes, three. One, two, three. Talking about lead shot. Three. Talking about lead shot. Look at him with his Espanol. Mm, well. You got any more to... Uno. <laughs> Dos. <laughs> okay, okay. Trace. We don't need you to go through the okay. whole... Megan, can you fact ten. check us uh, for that? Uh, verify that since you are, as you tell me, Hispanic? Como se dice. <laughs> anyway. Como se dice heavy. in Espanol. I'm still stinging from Toledo writing that thing in that email that I said that I had to go back and bleep. <clears throat> What was it? It was basically... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a dirty pool, Toledo. A little, a little harsh. Anyway, I'm Gustav Montebloc. I'm Ty Webb. I am the one and only America's favorite, Heavy Longmire. You need to add some more stuff to it. There for a while, back when we used to do this regular, you would kind of mix it up and yeah. have like a different thing. I know you're out of practice. I'm you out of practice. It's been could, a while. You could use a couple more adjectives. <laughs> okay. You know, I'll, maybe, you I'll know, work on that. Maybe keep those two solid, you know, foundational. Maybe okay. something like folksy. I like that. Yeah. Throw in, you know, kind of explore the space. Man, right. It, yeah. Right. Like, you know, man of mystery. Get a feel for the, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I like so, that. And next just time, say, just see what comes to you. Yeah, just, just, I mean, you know, just riff. Just, try. Next time we get together, I'll just, I'll, just I'll try, try that. Yeah, riff yeah, on yeah, it. Try really, that just see, you know, feel see the how it feels. feel the energy. See yeah, how it feels. Yeah. All right. You can find us on Twitter. The show is Can You Hear Me Pod, but you can always contact me directly <clears throat> at Real Gustav. I'm at Peaches and Herb. That's not true. 
Oh. I'm at TyWeb3000. And you can find me at Heavy Longmire. Again, folks, he finally changed it. It's not Longmire Heavy anymore. That's dead. It's Heavy Longmire. Like it should have been the entire fucking time. I swear, R.I.P. I Longmire swear it, was, it was used when I first set that account up. There is no way that, that was used. Those two words have never been put together ever until you. I guess so. All right. And you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. Internet is hard. Interneting is very hard. Yeah. You look at websites? I do. You like them? You like websites? I do. Okay. I like some of them very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Get those tabs open. <laughs> Incognito. On the Twitters. The twi- Twitters. The other day we were bouncing some things around. And Dan in Fort Worth. Thank you, Dan. Good guy, listener. Trucking through the night. He brought up or kind of tied in about movies with numbers in the title. Yeah. And we're I, not talking about sequels, right? No, sequels are off the board. And I think his uh, his take, we were talking about movies with 12 in the title. Yeah, that's where it started. And he 12? Yeah, he threw out 12 Angry Men, 12 Monkeys, and um, what was the other? Uh, He's got a lot of spare time on his hands to think it about It was something shit, huh? I didn't approve of. That's what I remember. Uh, what was it? Man, it was... 12, The Space Odyssey. No, that was somebody else being <laughs> jokes. Man. Apollo 12. It was something else, and I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter, but that got us kind of thinking about See if I can find it while y'all chit-chat. And well, there's not that many, though, is there? Of 12s? More no, than you think. Of more than just you think. numbers. Oh, no, there's, there's so many more once you start really? thinking about it. 12 now, Years a Slave. Oh. Now, and I would also include... Like twelfth versus, you know, I would okay. expand it. What about bit. if it's if it's spelled out? Yes, I absolutely okay. I, I can believe that spelling is important. Spelling is important. So uh, episode title. I would thought we would do movie, you know, movies with numbers, but okay, okay. well, I movies mean, with numbers I'm, is I'm catchy. Open to lots of all kinds of things. We can come up with something. You're right. It's not our. Let's just title it Heavy's Goatee. Heavy's. It go-tee. is getting a little uh, just to throw people off. It's getting a little gruff. Yeah, I need to do some maintenance. Need to do some maintenance. So, what is uh, what's Mrs. Longmire's general feeling about the goatee? She likes it, like Mikey. Like she likes everything. Likes uh, makes me look stately. Stately. (laughs) (laughs) You look a lot of things. Stately ain't one. Stately ain't one. Have you found it yet? I'm y'all talk amongst yourselves. I'm just making I'm almost, pressure because pressure's funny. I'm almost there. This creates a, a sense of excitement in ah, the listener. Yes. Will Ty find it? Going back three days. Hey, as I've heard many times, will you find it? The answer is always yes. Would you care to elaborate? Ocean's twelve. Ocean's oh, twelve. That yeah. was the one that I yeah. objected to. Yeah, that that is pretty spare, but I gave him points for twelve angry men. Twelve angry men. Oscar-winning 12 Angry yeah. Men. That's a damn fine. Did you watch the remake? The great uh, no. Lee Cobb. Oh, yeah, Lee Cobb. Yeah. Man, he was fantastic in that. Henry Fonda, Lee Cobb. Um, so many good people. In fact, I was watching... The a- Ty's nephew. Yeah. And that's a Eli Kazan uh, directed that. I was watching... It's on Amazon Prime right now. 
McCarthy's going to get you for that Kazan reference. Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Ustinov? No, no, not Ustinov. Uh, Pre-Ustinov or post? This would be Albert Finney. Oh. And it's got so many people that were involved in, because Kazan did that one too. It's a really great, I mean, it's, it's probably the best Agatha Christie film adaptation that there is. So if you've never seen Murder on the Orient Express, it's so good. It's so damn good. You know, I have never seen that. The Ustinov version is great too. It is, but this has a huge cast. It's got Ingrid Bergman. It's got. I like her. Slappy White was in it. Yeah, it's got uh, Scatman Crothers. (laughs) (laughs) Lou Rawls makes an appearance as like an eight year old. Why, uh, why can't? Why wasn't there ever a black exploitation version of Murder on the Orient Express? We need John Amos in Murder of the uh, Orient Express. Ozzie Davis could have directed. He was such a good director. Yeah. Oh, we, we this to, shit writes itself. I know. Why aren't we in Hollywood? Jim Brown was out there looking for work. Now, uh, <laughs> Jim Kelly was in One Down, Three to Go. If you know the quarterback, no. <laughs> No, the, the black exploitation. The guy and that does the black power salute in um, ah at the Olympics. Enter the Dragon. No, oh. <laughs> you know, so Bruce Lee movie. Getting our signals crossed right, a little bit here. Let's step back. Focus back on hand. Did you find one yeah, day? Let's do an episode to... on Pam Greer though, because bang, oh. mm. yes, Jackie Brown. Oh, I mean, I know that's late. Later, know, Pam Greer, comes but back strong. Yeah, so strong. Coffee. What was the... Foxy Brown? Foxy Brown. Mm. So I, foxy. I'm still waiting for Megan to come out of retirement and do nothing but black exploitation films with us. I kind of got her on a stipend right now, so I don't know if she needs the money, but she may come back and do a, a reunion episode at some point. The other day, I was looking for something. I needed something funny to watch. So I was digging through some stuff I'd recorded off HBO. On your VCR? <laughs> and uh Yeah. And uh, thumbing through tapes. I was speaking of black exploitation. I rewatched Undercover Brother and laughed my it's ass off. It's still funny. Yeah, so it is good. freaking much. It is. It's so funny. Damn, it's funny. I I just giggle. What about Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang. I didn't enjoy Pootie Tang as much. No, but, it wasn't. But Undercover good. Brother is solid. Now, have you ever seen Black Dynamite? Oh. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen Black Dynamite, no. you love, we if need you like to Undercover stop. Brother, you'll love Black Dynamite. It's, it may be one of the funniest movies ever made. Really? How old movie is that? Uh, it's maybe 10 years old now. Okay. Maybe that. I'm not even sure. It is the best black exploitation spoof ever. Right. Oh, that reminds I'd forg- me. I'd forgotten that Chappelle was in uh, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's the militant and brother. He's, yeah, what's, he's funny. What's the name shit. of that old dude? Uh, is it Fred Williamson? Yeah, what's his, yeah. God, yeah Fred so Williamson good. was in Black Caesar. So and, good. Uh, Three the Hard Way. Uh, Hell up in Harlem. He so was many. your original bad mofo, and he was in Mash, the movie. Was he? Yeah, I don't remember that. He, play, he plays the very unfortunate titled. He, he get killed pretty Spear early. Spear Chucker. He's one of their. Uh, oh, jeez! He's one of their football players. Good night. It was All a right. different time. So I didn't write it. Let's talk number movies. All right. I seven. Okay. Well, wait. <laughs> I he turned into Dwight Schrute. <laughs> <laughs> Easy with the shout outs. I perused my brain, mm-hmm. and I think, and I want to get y'all's input. Of course, y'all have to verify all my facts. 
and I don't consider this opinion, I consider it a fact, I think that out of all the number movies, because we talked about this a little bit before. A little. That if you had to boil it down to which number has the top three movies, Mm. the strongest three, I think I may have to go with the number three. I'm going to go with the number seven. I know you're going to say Seven Samurai. That's a given. That's a given. Are you going to say seven? I'm not going to say that one, but that's a strong one. It is strong. I'm going to say... (laughs) The Seventh Seal. That mm, was also good. That was a good now, one. Now, that's Jurgen Proc now, Demi Moore one. That's a thriller. Yeah. yeah. But my one of my favorite movies on Earth. The Seventh, seventh Sign. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The but what? Yes. The Seventh Sign. Ingmar, uh, Ingmar Bergman. Very Max good. Max von Never seen it. Oh. Uh, it's very existentialistic. It's black and white. It's... Pretty much anything with Max is going to deliver. Yeah. I mean, it's top, it's top shelf, but it's Bergman and... Directing Max von Sydow, he's a knight come back from the Crusades, and he plays chess with death throughout this movie as it's he's going really through, good. and it's plague era and all this stuff. It's he's having he's a, a struggling with his faith gotcha. as he's dealing with this, and it's it's got After a massacring cast. hundreds and hundreds of people. During well, the it's just he's come back to Sweden, gotcha, and he's dealing. It's got a cast if you. Watch Bergman, which I'm, he's one of my favorite directors. It's a lot of his standard people in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So it's a great cast. It's shot beautifully. I could watch it at any time, any drop of a hat. So that's why to me, and again, Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which is not my favorite Kurosawa film, but it's a classic. And I don't want to argue over Seven Samurai versus Magnificent Seven. But yes, Magnificent Seven's in there. Magnificent uh, Seven's one of my all-time favorites. How about really? Roy Scheider? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the you original one. That? I didn't even see the remake because the original was no, too good. I didn't see. How the about remake. the the uh, Roy Scheider? Stephen McQueen. The yeah. Seven Ups. That's a cop film. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I do love. It that. is good. Howard Keel was great. Seven Year Itch. Yeah, also good. Uh, Seven definitely has the most. Bang for your buck. Here's one. Seven mules for Sister Sarah. Okay, that's not correct. I know he hasn't (laughs) heard this movie, but maybe you have. The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. I only know of that because of you. Tony Randall, who I love. Was great on Letterman. He (gasps) made this movie. Also had a kid at like, what, 80-something? Yeah, super old. Super potent. And, you know, if you'd ever, like, asked me, and I know he kind of played was typecast, I would always kind of bet that he was... More Hello. of a man's man, you know, but he's out there. Original Odd Couple was fantastic. Super. Yes. But he plays seven different characters in this traveling circus set in the Old West. I love it. It was great. It, you know, it wasn't like the greatest. But was it 60s? Yeah, 60s. 50s. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so how about your three? <clears throat> well, the three that I thought of with the number three that I think are top notch are Three Burials. I love that movie. Three I can't burials. ever pronounce the rest what of it. What is that? It's the one with, um, uh, what's the... Melacuetes Estrada? Yes. Yes. I've never that seen one. that. Oh, you got to go watch that. Okay, I'll put it on my list. Tommy Lee Jones, so okay. that's all you need that's to know. That's good I think, he, I think he directed it, too. Okay. How the old way the movie? That it, uh, 2005. Yeah, 2000s. Oh, really? And the way that it's shot, too... Like, it kind of tells the story in reverse sequential order. It's just, mm-hmm. it's really good. I'll check that out. Three Amigos. Okay. And I know what your next one is. Can I say it and just... 
I think the next one alone should vault the category to the top. Three Days of the Condor. Yes. I, uh, that's one a, of the best movies ever made. Superb movie. And one of the one of those movies that no matter how many times you watch it, it doesn't lose any of its luster. You feel, still feel tense through it. It is so good. It is good. Not I, only is the story good, and the writing is exceptional. The acting is great. Yes, it, it's it's Redford and Dunaway in their prime. Yeah, that was exactly that was the word I was going to use. Prime. Oh, and Max von Sydow. Again, we'll see anything he's in. And Cliff Roberts. He even made Strange Brew incredible. God bless him, he did. Yeah, Three I would, Days of the Condor. I Max, add, to me, Max von Sydow goes in the uh, Jason Robards category. Yes. Like, if they're in it, I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't need to know anything else about the movie. Yeah, sign if me they're up. in it, I'll watch it. I would also add, and this is a variation of three, The Third Man. That Orson is very Wells, good. Very Joseph good. Cotton. Very good. That's a classic right there. And... And I think you and I have talked about this, and this is going off on my uh, uh, radio, old-time radio geek thing. The movie was so well-received, and Orson Welles' part is relatively small in the movie, not to give anything away. But the character was so well-received that they made a radio show called The Third Man. And it was Welles, basically prequels, to the movie and it's him okay. doing all these cons throughout the world. It is fantastic. And I haven't seen that in so long. I need to go back and rewatch it, it. I think you would really enjoy those uh, old radio episodes and I'm sure they're on like archive.org and YouTube but y'all, and stuff like y'all that. Y'all need to watch. Okay, I, I'm mad If you like to know Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. then you will love Three Burials. I gotta look that up. And I've never heard of that. I think we can all agree that Three Amigos is yes. a classic. Yes. And Three Days of the Condor is if it's not top five, it's definitely top ten for no, that, the all time. That's super strong. How about the original three ten to Yuma with uh, mm. Glenn yes. Ford? Yeah, and was it Van Heflin? I think that's right. And the remake was good too. Yeah, with uh, Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. The one I want to say that, and I was going to ask if well, it's got if, Barry Pepper in. If it. we were doing numerical, or if we could spell it out yeah. too, but. Um, if you're going to do 12, to me, you got to include the Dirty Dozen. Yes, I agree. I mean, I, you definitely, I mean. And that is a classic. You definitely have to kick out Ocean's 12 for Dirty Dozen. Yes, absolutely. I now, don't have a problem with 12 Angry Men. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. 12 yeah. Monkeys is good. Yeah. But it's not in the category of Dirty Dozen or right. 12 Although Angry Men. Although a lot of people really hold that in high regard. I agree yeah, it's good. It's good. But it's not. It's good. It's not great. Yeah. Now, which one? Twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys. Yeah. I would also add on your three. Yeah, the nineteen seventy three version of the Three Musketeers with Richard Chamberlain, Oliver Reed, and uh, oh, uh, the guy that was in uh, Logan's Run. I can't think of his name right now. Is there any? And Raquel Welch and Faye Dunaway. Hmm. If you want to have a good time. Go on YouTube and just search crazy Oliver Reed appearances on oh, TV shows. Yeah. You could spend hours watching drunk Oliver Reed Man. on British uh, interview shows. And that interview that he did, have you ever watched that one that he Parkinson? did with Letterman? Where oh, he gets, no. It gets so yes. tense. Yeah. That Letterman, I think, really is afraid for his life at one point in that interview. Yeah. Because <laughs> Oliver Reed is not to be trifled with. I loved Oliver Reed. And you Reed. never know. It was the, Of course, that was a great part of Letterman's show back then, too. Right. Because you never know how much of it was a put-on and how much of it was real. 
But he comes across as at any moment he's going to jump across the desk and just deck Letterman. Mm, yeah. But man, Oliver Reed on a bunch of those British TV shows where he comes on there just drunk off his Straight ass. from the pub. Just, he just jumps up and starts dancing and he is yeah. out of control. That's great. I mean, he was a, what was that record that he had? That, that's one of the things Letterman asked him about that he got pissed about. That they asked him about that legendary story of him drinking like 85 beers in yeah, one night. Yeah, and the, and, he bar, didn't wanna, and the bar tab was... And he didn't want to talk about it. And Letterman kept trying to ask him about it. And he was like, I don't want to talk about my drinking days. and Because he was in that whole yeah. R- Richard Harris, Peter O'Toole yes. drinking mm, yeah. convoy. Is it, it Reed? Nice. Is it Reed that I'm thinking of that said something ugly to Shelly Winters on Carson? Oh, too? yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. great... Shelly Winters was... he. He was pontificating on feminism, and yeah. now he had an issue with it, and Shelly Winters was trying to bark back, and God, you talk about tense. Johnny was tense. Yeah, that was a better day. De- that better dude time. was one of the most out-of-control guys you'll ever see on TV. <laughs> so I, I barrel-chested. I mean, he could yeah. rip the heads off yeah. of people if he wanted to. So I'm going to, I'm classifying three and seven as a push. I'll give you advantage push, in the words of Nick Bakai. Now... Eight. A lot of good eights. Eight. Eight. Eight seconds. I never watched eight is enough. I did. And in fact, I may believed at the time that I named my younger brother after the character, the youngest uh, yeah. character on eight is enough. Heard that. Always got a... At least that's what I claimed. Always got a funny feeling from Van Patten. Well, Van Patten's an interesting character. You know, he was just kind of a... Always felt he might have had a Charles Corralt double life going. Well, <laughs> he certainly had a different life than what we painted in our minds about him. Because, you know, he's in he's always very... He was a nerdy type character actor. But always the all-American type. You had him as the very nervous psychiatrist in the great Mel Brooks Hindsighty. Homage to Hitchcock. So good. And then he gets eight is enough. So he's the all American dad. You know, he's he's sensitive. He's trying to, you know, make all this work. But in real life, now he was a good guy from all that I can tell. But you know who one of his best friends was? Who? Hunter S. Thompson. Hugh Hefner. There we go. So Dick Van Patten's hanging out at the mansion playing backgammon while somebody's banging Joe Namath in the grotto. Hey, you know that was like a Thursday. I don't know. If, right. I don't know if Dick was getting any extras, Easy. but he's certainly hang, hanging out with a bevy of so Dick was hanging out. Yes, if you will, as it were, he pounced on that like a rat on a cheeto. If it pleases the court, uh, if you will. Now eight is nowhere near as strong. No, I All think right, we fully me... established three and seven. Three and seven are tough. Yeah, I've... but. Eight has eight and a half. Yeah. Federico Fellini's masterpiece. Eight and a half. You've never seen it. It's about a filmmaker that's there, going crazy. As has he ever to make seen any movie. Fellini film? No, he hasn't seen any Fellini film. Would he watch anything with subtitles? <sighs> you know. I do watch some subtitles. I think he would if it was a shitty comedy special. Remember that day we <laughs> came over and he, he, he could have been like spending all day doing something productive. He was like watching... 16 hours of Ralphie May. He's like watching old Foxworthy bits. I was watching Richard Pryor. Thank you. No, there was more that's shitty that you were watching, too. Richard Pryor, live in concert, best stand-up ever. Yes. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Just come at me on that. I found a guy the other day that is... I hadn't laughed out loud in a long time. Does he have a puppet? No. 
Uh, <laughs> what's this old dude's name? Lavelle Crawford. Okay, never heard of him. Crickets. That's some funny stand-up. Anyway, go ahead. Number anyway, three. <laughs> we already did three. We did three. We're on to eight. Eight. Well, I'm just eight. saying eight and a half is a classic film. It's Fellini's best piece of work. It's beautiful. Oh, it's just it's Fellini superb. is just so emotive. Superb. That would be, if I was going to tell somebody to watch a Fellini movie, that would be it. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, Lestrade's good, and I love Amarcord, but, and there's, and I never I got into Satyricon stuff, but man, eight and a half. It's got Claudia Cardinale as the muse, mm. and. That's really all you need to know. It's, it's superb. Superb. Okay. Uh, five had one that I thought needed to be pointed out. Nine to five. Nine to five. I mean, you got That's your nine for and eight. your five. That's it for eight. I mean, there's other stuff like eight men out and shit like that, okay. but nothing, nothing that I felt was, okay. you know, really great. But the magnificent eight, uh, yeah, eight mules for Sister Sarah. <laughs> He's gonna keep going to that well. But so uh, nine to five, the fifth element, also very good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Five easy pieces. You ever oh, seen that? Yeah. Oh, yes. My gosh. Yeah. Chicken salad sandwich. Hold it between your knees. Between your knees. Um, uh, what is it that he says? I am the goddamn shore patrol. Right. <laughs> oh wait, is that or is that the detail that he says? Oh, that, that is the detail. Yeah. Sorry. Which is edit that. I edit. need to find that. I had the last I, detail. Last detail. I haven't yeah. watched that. And God knows when. Five easy pieces though is so good. Who all was in that? Uh, what's the name of Sally Struthers? I think yeah. Was what's one of them? It was it. Uh, it's not Bridget Bardot. What's the girl who plays his girlfriend? Oh, I can't the ditzy think. girlfriend. Yeah, you know uh, that was Karen Black. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I think yeah. it is. That movie is. That movie was not at all what I expected the first time I watched it, but it is fantastic. Yeah, Karen Black. And Sally Struthers and Ralph Waite. Yeah. That it, scene when he's driving away with her in the car is just... Because oh. our, uh, one of our teachers that came back and taught physics and chemistry... Baby, come back. <laughs> he used to always do the between your knees thing. Between your knees. And so I was expecting something completely different when I finally found... And this is back when it was VHS, you know. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I was working at a video store, I think, and I found that and I watched it. And it wasn't what I was expecting, like you said, but I was like, holy shit, this is what started to make him yeah. such a... I mean, I know he had the Easy Rider and stuff. But he really showed the depth of his acting in that. Right. Just the depth of that character. You know, you've got a guy that is a concert-level pianist who's working, you know, this day labor type right. job. I mean... Just roughnecking. There's you a, haven't seen that? I've seen it a There's a lot of uh, There's a lot of twos. But now you can do now two mules for Sister Sarah. <laughs> there you go. The there two Jakes. Go. Yes, the two Jakes is the follow up to uh, Chinatown. There was mm. also, as Heavy's told us many times, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. I've never seen any Fast I have, and Furious. I haven't movies. either. I've never seen any of them. I think I saw the first one, but I was out after that. I'll tell you one, and I think it still holds up. Its special effects are. Definitely dated now. Too Fast for Love by Motley Crue? No. 20,000 Leagues Under, Under the, the sea. sea. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Kirk Douglas and James Mason and Peter Lorre. 
I that that's Good. that's one of those that's you know they don't have the twenty thousand league ride anymore at Disney World and Disneyland. They changed it. So, but when Spastic. we were kids, they still had the Nautilus, and you rode around in the in this real cheesy, but. Like holy shit, this is the Nautilus. Man, you know what movie I saw not too long ago that I think would be right up y'all's alley? Y'all pro- probably both already seen it, but it's got two of my favorite actors of all time. Twenty One Jump Street. That's it. it. With uh because it's got Newman and McQueen is Towering Inferno. Oh yeah. Yeah. Never you seen never seen that? that? Oh no. it's Irwin got Allen's. such a feel to it. Oh, like it's... when you watch like it's just it's got that timepiece feel same with poseidon adventure oh yeah yeah hackman is yeah and shelly winters and borgnine and, is and in Borg there too right? yeah and borgnine's in so much stuff i could i let the record show too from previous podcasts that i had the correct date on marty yes i know i know okay i just want you the record correct. to reflect that faye dunaway's in that as well yeah, oh. Towering Inferno. It That's, is. If you haven't seen it, man. Yeah, it's, it's no, I've never solid. Seen that. All you need to know is McQueen and Newman are exactly, in the same movie. I, yeah. Which I was not aware that they ever did anything together. That movie is so good. It's good. It, it, which didn't they remake that at one point? Try to. I'm not sure if they did. You know, it's it's the best of the disaster movies because there were so many disaster movies in the seventies. There's and as much as I love Charlton Heston, it feels seventies. There's an awful one. I don't know if you ever saw Earthquake. No. Oh, it's awful. It's Heston? It's Heston and uh, I want to say like Ava Gardner hmm. and maybe Lauren Green and George Kennedy. And, the Alpine? And uh, uh, Tara Lipinski? No. Hold on. Victoria Principal. Oh. Ooh. How much did you love her in Dallas? And Ooh. first season, Dallas. Oh. How about now? Oh, no. Now she still get it, but. There's there's like a disco scene where her and Bobby are dancing oh, and she's like wearing this. She's got this white dress, white, yes, like sweater thing going. Oh my gosh! Look out! <laughs> That's what we should have told Lucy uh, to wear tonight. Yeah, Lucy, if you're dress, listening, dress put on that like Victoria white Principal in season one of Dallas, original season, not this remake. Not a whole lot wrong with Charlene Tilton, early Tilton, dude. There's not a lot, anything wrong with Charlene Tilton throughout the thing. Right now, Kendra Robert. <laughs> I don't think so. Hasa bata ha. Hasa bata ha. Hasa We just lost the Pentecostal aspect. Sorry, guys. Oh, Cut Lord. that hair. <laughs> so, PhDs. <laughs> I want to hear from Heavy. Any number of movies that stick out to you. And if you say anything involving mules or Sarah, we're cutting your mic. We need to, before we, um, before, after he's done this, we need to actually talk about that movie. Honestly, I get, when y'all brought this up, I was like, I, nothing jumped out at me. There was a lot of confusion from his reply text. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, a lot of what y'all, some that y'all have brought up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, those are really good movies. But, uh, <laughs> shit. Nothing, nothing jumps out at me. No. This has been another heavy commentary. You know, there were some that when I started going through, and, cause I had to, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, there were a few that popped out, but I had to go look at a list and try to, you know, do some right. research, some research online like we did. And it made me think of some that I'd forgotten about. I don't know if you ever saw 55 Days at Peking with David Niven and Charlton Heston, where no. it's the during the Boxer Rebellion in China back in the 19th century, the 
all of the foreign powers, they were held up in a walled city in what Peking. Ab- what about, uh, I'm a, now I'm going to have to go because you were bagging on me with the Langella reference of 12, 12, 12 chairs. chairs. That's what started all this, 12 chairs. That's why I got it. That's a Bolshevik revolution type setting, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and isn't Deloise in that? Deloise is in it. He's the Russian priest trying to get I the chairs. See, I haven't <laughs> seen that. And. You're so, telling me Langella's bad in that? Okay, so first off... Langella's not bad in anything. The Twelve Chairs, it ought to be a movie I love. It's Mel Brooks written and directed. It's Bolshevik. It's Bolshevik historical period. It's got Dom DeLuise in it. Hello. Dom fucking Dom DeLuise. The okay? end. The end. But Frank Langella is just weird in it. Well, I, I mean, weird doesn't mean bad. You know what? You need to do a book report on Frank Langella's autobiography where he talks about all the people he fucked. He was married to Whoopi for like 20 years, wasn't he? Ugh. I believe so. Look it up. That's somebody I just never have appreciated. Early, Whoopi? Whoopi? Yeah. Dude, I'm, early Whoopi stand-up when she was like 19 no, I don't was even amazing. Like it then. I don't like that. I don't like Jumpin' Jack Flash. I don't like The View. I don't. I didn't like. Hollywood I mean, I don't watch a lot of you, but Sister early, Act. no. And I, and <laughs> early Whoopi stand up is solid. One dude. of my favorite movies is a nun movie. Mark, mm. is this the Mules? No, it's uh, the Trouble with Angels with Rosalind Russell. The great what about Rosalind No Perfect Russell. Angels? No Perfect Angels with De Niro and Penn. Oh yeah, when they're yeah, that's I hadn't seen that. In, Perfect. Oh, yes. All right, so let's talk something Let's years. talk Sister Sarah before Heavy has a freaking conniption. It's one of here. my least favorite Eastwood movies. It's one of the worst Eastwood westerns. Yes. For sure. Yes. The acting is really bad. It's really bad. And <laughs> yes. It's not a good movie. Here's a hot sports Although opinion. Shirley MacLaine could get it. No. Yeah. I don't really like Shirley MacLaine as an actress. What? Wait a second, though. Terms of Endearment. Okay, Terms of Endearment doesn't count. But it was amazing. Okay. And it's got Nicholson. And she was in... And the great Deborah Winger. Can we agree? Have you... Still holding up, too. Uh, I never liked Deborah Winger. Have you seen her lately? I think you'd like her more now than you Maybe, would back just, in the Officer she, and Gentleman days. She was one of those ones, even in like Urban Cowboy. Woo! I just never, get it! I'm, I was more into Scott Glenn. He did have that badass mesh shirt. Man, he was a bad son. Oh, yes, Scott Glenn is an Can, American treasure. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. The Right Stuff. The Right Stuff is one of the best movies ever made. And one of the best, best books ever I've got written. it on my desk. I haven't... I, it, I really like all it Tom Wolfe books, it is a freaking monster to read. R.I.P. Tom Wolfe. I'm reading... Electric, a let's Tom do a Tom Wolfe episode. Yes, let's do it. I'm reading Electric Kool-Aid Test I didn't realize right that was I Tom was Wolf so yeah. pissed. At Bonfire of the Vanities movie because that book was so fucking good. I never saw it. I heard it is a piece of trash. It. I shouldn't have watched it, and anyone that read the book shouldn't have watched it because it would just make you angry. Yeah, I'm reading Electric Kool Aid Acid Test. Uh, John Cusack, Bruce Willis, uh, Tom what? Hanks is in the uh, movie. Angelica Houston. Okay. Okay. In the Great Grifters. Or maybe I'm thinking Cusack was in the Grifters. Yeah. Grifters is good. That's a good book. Angelica Houston. And John Cusack, but the Bonfire of the Vanities was Bruce Willis, Melanie Griffith, and Tom Hanks. Okay, and okay. you would think great mm. cast, Tom Wolf book. Uh-huh. Here we go. It's it's always listed as one of the worst movies of all time. Huh. That's that's funny. But the book is fantastic. Really? Oh, is it a tomb? It is. 
but like all the Tom book. Wolf books, you got to set aside about six months to read right. it. It's not easy. Yeah. yeah, it's like trying to get through it. Yeah, but it's so good. We, let's not get off on Tom Wolf because we'll be here for yeah, another no, hour. I, I think a Tom Wolf episode would be great. I, that's going to make me try to finish up uh, the Keezy book and then the get right on stuff, stuff is fantastic. And I mean. I think it's one of the best adaptations from books to movies ever done. Well, I haven't read the book. Like I said, I've got it. It's sitting on the desk, but the I mo- love that movie. The movie, and that's one of those movies that, unlike a lot of movies that are that long, oh, I can watch it over and over. Yes, and yeah, I had no idea long. that was a Tom Wolf book. But as good as yeah. the movie is... The book's better? Read the book and you'll be blown all away. All right, well, i got to finish up this one then. Another favorite actor of all time of mine, Sam Shepard. Oh yeah. yeah, who is it? Who does a fantastic job in right stuff? Did you ever get into any Sam Shepard plays? I've never. I mean, I read. I I have trouble reading plays. It's never has been. Something I've never I've seen found a Sam, Sam Shepard play, but I'm aware of the ones he, but, that he's done. You know, we had a well, one of your classmates passed away. She was always really big on Sam Shepard plays. You talk really? about a Renaissance yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Fantastic writer, including you know books and play. Incredible actor. He was great in Baby Boom with Diane Keaton. He was good in that. As was Harold Ramis. Yes. As was the great Diane Keaton. Ah, now, Diane Keaton. That's one. I you know she's skinny, but you can she get an exception? She gets an exception. Do you give her a chance card? I give her I, so she's in some of my favorite Woody Allen movies. Yeah. And she was I don't care what you what you Woody Allen muse. One of Me Too, Woody Allen. I don't give a shit. But she's in uh, obviously uh, Manhattan, didn't she? Yeah, Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, Sleeper. Obviously Annie Hall. Obviously Annie Hall. And my favorite. Well, she's also in everything you want to know about sex. But we're afraid to ask. But my favorite. I know what you're going to say. Love and death. Yes. I could watch that one over and over and over and over. You over know over. another Woody Allen movie that's not it's it's never listed in like the top five, but like a lot of his movies that are period pieces, if it comes on, I cannot stop watching Radio Days. Uh, Radio I, Days is very good. At any point, if I catch that movie, it's like Shawshank. Right. I have to watch the whole. No, thing. it's very good. I was watching. I, I started watching that again a couple months ago, and I got distracted. And I had to stop or something. But yeah, Radio Days is great. There's also nothing wrong, and this is not a Woody Allen movie, but it's it's very Meshuggah. There's nothing wrong with Brighton Beach Memoirs. Well, they came out about the same time, and they very much... Definitely Silverman's best work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else you could claim well, He was about. in Weekend at Bernie. I know he was in Weekend at Bernie's, and I never liked that because I didn't like Bernie. Yeah. And I, I remember Bernie from I'd rather it be cameos like, on... Heavy. And didn't Bernie cameo on Three's Company a couple? Oh of times? yeah, several times. And see, that bothered me. I and, could, I only saw him at the Regal Beagle. And can we stick Three's <laughs> Company on this list for three? I oh, think we should. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not Did you. Not, I know we've talked about this before, but do you prefer Roper Three's Company or Furley Three's Company? <sighs> now you're you're making me have a Sophie's choice here. This is like choosing between your kids. So, and don't hold the Ropers against the Ropers. Okay. I didn't have a problem with the Ropers because it gave us pre-Me Too Jeffrey Tambor. And Tambor was great on Three's Company as the crazy-ass psychiatrist. Yes. <laughs> and Tambor's wife was hot on the Ropers. Yes. I liked the Ropers. I thought it ended too soon. How many seasons did that have? I think it got like two. Two? Two. Yeah. 
Norman Fell is one of the most underrated comedic actors ever on TV. There has never been... And movies. Catch-22, going back to the twos, uh, the numbers. Catch-22 is fantastic. We'll see um, yeah, he plays uh, Major, 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 Major's secretary. The you know, Norman clerk. Fell look into the camera smile is yes. one of the funniest things in TV history. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I will never get tired of that gif, jif, whatever you, whatever call, you call it. it yeah. And him, you and know, let me tell you something. Mrs. Roper could get it. I, yes. That moo is looking all right. And she was and so she was, horny. She was down. And she Miss, was unsatisfied. Right. And and this is one of those things that I've always been fascinated with. I didn't mind the costume jewelry. The unsatisfied wife on TV. Yeah. You don't see that anymore, you? Do don't you don't see that anymore. You know, your Peg Bundy was always unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. I caught a little of that from Mrs. Mary Tyler Moore. When she was on, um, God, she was beautiful. Oh, when she was on, uh, what's his face? The Dick show Van Dyke. With, yes, with Carl Reiner, the Dick Van Dyke show. I really? don't know if I ever got that. Well, they had the little separate twin beds. Yeah, but that was because of of. But she seemed, she seemed like she needed a little more. That was a great show. That was I a great love show. That show. That, that show holds up too. And yeah. Rhoda. Give me some Rhoda. See, I never was big on Rhoda. But Mary Tyler Moore, I watched the shit out of. But yeah, the Norman Fell, I love. Furley, bring, it's, 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 it's slapstick. Fell, even though he's doing the Tinkerbell stuff and my, you know, mugging for the camera, it's a different experience. I'm going to say a name right now that I know, I feel that I know you well enough to feel fully confident that you were highly attracted to this female. Heavy, I want you to chime in too. I don't I don't feel as confident with you, but I feel completely confident that like me, Gus Gus's spidey senses were turned up when he saw Suzanne Plachette on oh, Bob Newhart. God, yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. That voice yeah, and that sexiness that just oozed out and, of her. And, and and here Newhart is this nerd yeah. And he's coming home to that, and she's, you know, cooking up, you know. Also, one of the best endings to show history was the end of Newhart. It was so great. Yes. And she married Tom Poston in I the later years. Really? Yeah. I, I tried to block that out, but I know that's true. That is true. That's she a true was fact. so hot. Yeah, I know she was. That. Yeah, absolutely. That I, voice alone. Anything Newhart did, I, that dude... Just freaking great. Those old Newhart records. Yeah, I've got a couple. They're great. <laughs> they and are. And how about uh, uh, marvelous uh, Miss Marvin uh, Hagler? No, the show that you told me about. I've only watched the Mrs. first. Mrs. Maisel. Miss Maisel. Isn't it so good? It's so damn good. When he's copying Newhart. Newhart. I know it. I was, I was like, if you've liked the first couple episodes, by the end of the season, you'll be dying for the next. Season. All right, because well, it only gets better each episode. That's I still cool. haven't watched that. And how? How much sugar hot is she? No kidding. And she's showing those tatas. And she is got a little spitfire to her. Who is it? I don't know her name, but I she's... don't know her name, but you don't need to know her name. Just okay. watch the show. She's got some nice latkes. Okay. Hey, hey, hey lady. The briskets. The blazing. We got to be towards the end here. Yeah, I know. Anytime I'm doing. When are we doing a Jerry Lewis, Lewis episode? episode? Without heavy, just me and you. We should all face the east. Neil and do an episode on King of Comedy. Yes. Have you ever watched it? No. Oh. Scorsese. Oh. De Niro. Oh. Oh, it's. Oh. It's. 
De Niro makes you so uncomfortable. Jerry Lewis was at his best when he was playing serious. Dude. Yes. Okay. Man, if we could just watch that fucking concentration camp movie. Oh my gosh. You gotta wa- you gotta go watch King of Comedy first though. Okay, and what's the concentration camp movie? About like seventy two or seventy three. He's so good. Lewis decides to make this movie about a clown that the Germans get to lead the kids in the gas chamber. I can't even the remember the name chambers. of it. Oh, the Jesus camera, The day the Christ. clown di- uh, cried or died or something like that. Anyway, so... It's got clown in the title. He's like in full makeup, clown makeup, and it's the pathos of this clown leading these kids to the thing. Well, and he got like foreign backers to make it. He supposedly destroyed all the prints. Out on YouTube, there's a couple of clips of some excerpts and stuff. The day the clown cried. The day the clown cried. Thank you. Anyway, it's this thing wow. of myth, and a few people claim that they've seen the you know the rough cut of it. Whew. I don't know. Now that he's dead, I'm sure there's like some. I, I'm hoping someday it'll come out just to see it because he was a. I know a lot of people kick Jerry Lewis in the nuts. The son of a bitch was a genius. He was. He taught film class at UCLA for years. He had he a, was so a, much depth. In a him. patent on live uh, live replay uh, system for filming. I mean, he directed all of his own. And, you know, he went to this period where he wrote and directed all of his stuff, and just genius, a genius. And he could be an ass, but man, I, the, all those in talking about all this time spent watching Oliver Reed. There's so much serious Jerry Lewis interviews, and a lot of times he comes off as a prick. But he had that thing, too, to where, as a great dramatic actor, which he was, he could turn that thing on to where he would literally scare you. Yes. He hmm. was that deep. And he would that do that good. in interviews a lot of times, especially if they kind of, like, pushed him. He yeah. had a borderline psychopathic trait he could l- just lean into. And let me tell you, he would scare the shit out of him. Yeah. Huh. But King of Comedy, he plays... Uh, a Carson, basically. Okay. Right. And De Niro is this... One of the best things De Niro's ever done, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. And because of the time it came out, and because it wasn't a big movie, mm-hmm. it doesn't get the attention. I mean, I mean, I remember when it came out, and it got a, you know, Sandra buzz. Bernhardt's Sandra in Bernhardt's it. Sandra Bernhardt's great in it. When, when did it come out? 80, 81? Mid-80s? I was early, early 80s. 80s. It was early. 82, maybe? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, he's basically the stalker of this late night show host. Is his name like Patkin or something? Oh, I can't remember right now. Anyway. Sandy Patkin. Superb movie. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And But De Niro just makes you so uncomfortable in it. I still say, as great as De Niro is, too, one of the best movies he ever did was Midnight Run. Oh, yeah. No. Groden. That's one of the best performances in film, Groden in that movie. Yeah, no, Groden's great. And Groden, you know... He's got a spotty track record. Right. He's got Beethoven. He's got Beethoven. He's got Beethoven 2, <laughs> Beethoven 3, but also fantastic always, on those old late night shows. Yes. Yeah, I've always thought he was a good actor. Uh, he nope. has he has shining moments. Yeah. Nobody could do stay in character like Groden. Oh, yeah. On no, those late and night just shows. Acting. With Dave. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Dave. Yeah, no, that's great. Okay, we are at where we need to go. This has been one of our strongest, insane stream I, of consciousness episodes I feel episodes like it's ever. strong to quite strong. I'd say quite strong. I think the TX is kicking in. I'm getting my mix right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, 
let us know what your favorite movie with the title uh, number in the title is, and I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Early winners. I was in the makeup room. Yeah, I was in the makeup chair, makeup chair. They put you back like this. And suddenly I got this big kiss. It was Freddie Prince. Uh, I wonder what I could do. If only he was young. I mean, if I was younger. What could I do? Wouldn't you go out with a Freddie? It's how old? 23? 22? Wouldn't you go? Would you go with a 22-year-old? If he was twins. 23, 23, 46. Oh, no, it didn't work. Well, anyway. You wouldn't go out with that fellow that young? Well, I wouldn't go out with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, look, if, yes. if a man say... Right. Uh, your age, our age. Well... What's that supposed just to mean? I don't mind Wait, telling my age. Young... I do, so shut up. <laughs> um... Um, I guess we're about the same age, huh? Um, maybe I'm a year or two younger. <laughs> okay. You were under it. contract at RKO, weren't you? Come on, I was never under contract at RKO. We used to hang around RKO. <laughs> right after the Second World War. <laughs> I understand you helped them build it. No, you know. No, no, it was okay. Columbia. All right. It was Columbia. Well, you know I'm teasing. So anyway, what? You started to say something. I forgot. Oh, well, if a man your age goes out with a girl 23 or 24, nobody thinks anything of it. That's true, not age. Except their mother. But but if a woman, a mature woman who has experience and love and... uh, Lots to give. Money. Goes uh, out with a younger man. With a 23-year-old boy, she's condemned in our society. Why? Why would I? Wouldn't I, condem- Why? I wouldn't condemn you if you were out with a 22-year-old. Is Freddie still on the lot? You see? <laughs> and I guess they're getting even. They're going through a period in Hollywood where girls used to, you know, used to be going to an office and a uh, producer would say, may I see your legs? And now they say, are you kidding? Can I see your legs? <laughs> really, it's going, yeah. it's, it really, you know, it's sort of, the pendulum will swing the other way before it comes. Those days are kind of going in a way, aren't they? Yes, now they take their clothes off. I mean, I really don't understand it. In my day, you had a paste your dress, the cleavage, you know, it was a a husband and wife. What do you mean? I'm making myself so old. But anyway, I just, I did a picture with Ronald Coleman. We couldn't be in the same bed. A husband and wife had to be in twin beds. A double life. Yes. That was a super picture. Well, you know it. Yes, that was a great picture. Thank you. Thank you, the person you saw. A double double life. Yes, sir. Well, you know, in that scene, he strangled me, and they wanted sort of the... I always get killed in pictures, don't I? Well, anyway. Yeah, you have been uh, done away with a few uh, times. Anyway, in that picture... He sort of strangled me, and, and, and uh, right in the middle of it, they had to bring down the Hayes office, which is the censors of those. Censors, kids, censors, you don't know about that. Uh, they had rules, and he, they had ruled that he had to keep one foot on the floor. They had, as long as the camera could see one foot on the floor. Well, because do, you were in bed. Yes, he could do anything he wanted on the bed, but as long as one foot was on the floor. On my next guest, Oliver Reed, is a case in point. Uh, he, he's gaining uh, international fame as an actor, and he's been starring in films like Women in Love, uh, The Three Musketeers, and currently is the rock musical Tommy. And uh, this is the first time we've had him on the show, or at least we've had a chance to meet. Would you welcome, please, Oliver Reed. <laughs> nice to have you with us. Thank you for having me. How are you? 
Quite extraordinary. Yes, that's what... <laughs> that's what I hear. You and Miss Winters have never, uh, never worked together. No, we haven't. Didn't you used to be under contract at RKO? No, you see, she... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm intimidated by the British. Why is that? You know, most Americans, and I've said that on the show before, seem to be intimidated by uh, English people in general. They feel a little, I guess, insecure. I don't no, know. Most, most of them, you see, we made love to. Most of them. <clears throat> I would have remembered. You've forgotten. No, I don't know why. I think it's a myth. I think it's very polite. I think America is an amazing country simply because um, it's comprised of a mosaic of European culture, do you understand? Yeah. And people that came to America came to America, it seems to me, because they thought that they were either economically or socially or religiously persecuted. And they came and they made a, a happy place of it. Right. Some of them behaved themselves and some, some of them were quite loud. We have a great mixture here. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was my turn. It is. We could discuss the derivation of that word if you want. That's a word that is... Uh, we're talking with Oliver Reed and Shelley Winters, and you brought up the word kinky, which is a word they use in England quite often, but it's yes. not too used here. Well, How would you define I that? And then English I'll ask... are rather kinky. They never talk about sex. Never. We just do it, madam. That, I guess don't get me... That's quite British. Yes. yes. We, we talk about it a lot, American, discuss it. Do you know, I'm playing a colonel in my next film, and this is why I look extraordinary. I comb my hair and I thought... You what? look like Hitler. Excuse me. <laughs> That's why I didn't recognize you. Do you know that Hitler was an Austrian, and most Prussians and British are very close, and that's why we fought each other. Mark my words. So... <laughs> So, anyway, you're doing it. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm playing a colonel. I thought, I don't know what to do. So, I... But actually, I went into the... Half this is pencil. Because I've only grown it for four days. It proves I'm not terribly virile. But they penciled it in. <laughs> and I was going to... I remembered. why, ladies and gentlemen, you woke up the next morning with my moustache yes. on, on, um... Sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes a moustache and a mask will hide the identity. Uh, How come you get a moustache? No, 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 wait a minute. This is American. We're very Puritan. We have a Puritan tradition here. Yes. Can I leave now for the theatre? <laughs> I have to be on the stage for a little while. You don't really have to leave, do you, Sean? No. And you have met before. And you do you know there's no way? Shh, there's no, 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 no. Shh. <laughs> Be quiet for a minute. Yes, sir. Good. I, I am not really used to this. Will you please be quiet for a minute while I talk to this gentleman? Good. I'm on the show. Yes, sir. To talk. Okay. <laughs> not just to hear you, madam. Yes, sir. Right, 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 Oliver. And she was saying it was a bad audience. <laughs> Women's liberation, madam, will never survive. <laughs> not while I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> this could turn out to be a hell of a fight tonight. About that. Anyway. <laughs> what a non sequitur tonight. Things just kind of trail off and... She's all right. She can't shout at us now. Yeah, she knows. She's so, so much for women's lip. Who's the lady that shouted? 
Do they have a women's lib movement, uh, a big in England also? Always. Oh, always. But uh, the women in England are quite good. They're always in the kitchen, so you can't hear them when they shout. Do <laughs> you think that's where they should be? I think, I think that most women, I think that most women are very happy. I, I really think that most women are happy in the kitchen, not because uh, they like... Shh. Ah, men make the best chefs. <laughs> when do you ever go to a hotel and find the, sh the chef is a woman, madam? I think Shakespeare they... wasn't a bird, madam. And neither is Johnny. I think if they paid women in the kitchen as much as they pay chefs in a hotel, I think women that would I love think to be in the I... kitchen. I think, I think that basically women, women are very happy in the kitchen simply because it means that they're feeding their children and looking after their man. I think that, um, that the time arises, I think the time arises when a woman is put out to work. And I think then when she comes back and says, oh, I've had a heavy... You have the old fancy concept, huh? Yeah, but it's fairly sweet. I mean, the women's liberationists, if they thought about that... Shh! Quiet, woman! Women's liberationists... I think that women's liberationists. Now that's what is known as staff warfare. When you can continue. I think that women's liberationists sometimes do extraordinary things. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that, in, in actual fact, that it it, it 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 gives them much armament to their cause. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I have been smothered in whiskey, and it is whiskey, <laughs> and it is whiskey. <laughs> I can taste it. Has, pays no cause to the lady. There are going to be a lot of people on this program that will laugh at that, and there will be several who will probably be quite indignant. I am not indignant, because this is indicative of the bad manners of a lot of chauvinist ladies. I like this show myself. Then I shall stay here until it dries. I hope you see. Just, just, just lick it off. If Ed was here, he'd help you clean up. Was Ed? And he's the only we've ever had that can drink Lee Marvin under the table. Currently, in a new motion picture entitled Castaway, folks, please welcome Oliver Reed. Oliver. Good to meet you, Oliver. Huge. Come on over here. Huge. That's cute. That was sure cute. We enjoyed that from the start. How you doing? Well, I'm trying to look like Slim. <laughs> trying to look like Slim. Yeah, I'm going to take that uh, Rambo out of his... Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want. That's yeah. fine with me. 
Understand? Uh, it goes boom, boom. Understand? I've just been outside in the green room. I've seen all these fellas, you know, wrapping them gooks on the head, man. Uh-huh. I'll take that Rambo, go yeah. do something real mean to him. It's, uh, incidentally, incidentally, somebody went, sorry, you want to say something? I was trying to do up my shirt uh-huh. just now and the button came I off. See. I hope I'm not no, making myself right. too uncomfortable here. It's, uh, it's fun to pretend, isn't it? It's great fun. <laughs> I always thought you was scared me serious. I heard this was an intellectual show. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um... Let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Lots this. Lost for words, Mickey. <laughs> no, but I, I have a recent history here of bailing out of this plane, so I don't know. You you, you may be flying it by yourself in a couple of minutes. I'm hip. I'm hip. Where's the camera? I'm hip to death. So now, is it true uh, when we mentioned in the introduction that you actually were able to drink uh, Lee Marvin under the table? Any truth to that? That's hearsay. Hearsay. Did you and Lee Marvin? ever drink together yeah yeah in durango in durango all right and uh there was no contest about drinking no lee is a, a wonderful fellow probably one of the few actors in the world that i admire very much mm-hmm. along with um how much time you got <laughs> you got all the time you want uh rock hudson uh, rod steiger uh-huh. uh, lee marvin rod steiger uh-huh. <laughs> the uh Marvin. Yeah. Now, do you, so you and Lee Marvin, you went drinking and you had a contest to see who could drink the most. Yeah, first of all, your researcher was told already that I didn't want to talk about drink, understand? Mm-hmm. So let's call that one, get on to a new subject. I love trees and boats. So it's true that you and Lee Marvin had a tree climbing contest? That's right. And we got to the top of this great fir tree. It was in the redwoods, uh-huh. and uh, had a couple of pipers over there. They went, can I, can I tell you how the pipers went? They, they put it under their arm, they go, and then Lee Marvin came uh-huh. up, climbed this big fir tree, and then I got into a boat on the top of the tree, but now, and now wait a Marvin minute. sailed away. But now, wait a minute. You, you, I, do, you, do you still drink? I, I'll get off this in just a second. I just want to... I mean, it's behind you. You don't drink anymore. Oh, so just... what we're trying to do is recall a colorful anecdote from your past. Yeah, well, what you got to do, man, is to understand that what I'm taking is a high-quantity uh, parcel and um, diet. I drink a lot of uh, cups, coffee cups, eat a lot of plates, <laughs> and then I leave all the, the hash browns and everything aside right. and just eat the plates. And so this is why I was trying to come on here and... I'm after, I'm after you, uh, Sly. Is there, is there anybody up there who would like to host the show tonight? <laughs> Tell me about where you live now. I live in Guernsey. Where is Guernsey? Guernsey is in the Channel Islands, which is a little set of islands in between uh, France and England, mm-hmm. near the north, uh, the north coast of Paste. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the north coast of? Paste. Yeah. And uh, what, what, what is life there like? Uh, it's a, a closest kinskik with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So, so you you stopped drinking because you were afraid you might be no, doing I, permanent damage no, to your nervous no, no, system. No. I guess is that. Yeah. Uh, 
I thought this was a Johnny Carson's show. I was going to be intellectual. <laughs> but, but, but strange enough, I, I live there because I wanted to become a fisherman. You wanted to become a fisherman? Okay, we'll get to that here in just a second. You'd like to turn my lights out, wouldn't you? <laughs> Boom, and I'm gone. <laughs> uh, okay, let's... Uh... That's, uh, did you see this? We got this. Did you see this earlier? Look at this. Yeah, you, 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 you. Hey, brother. Oh, brother. Leave that alone, man. There we go. Okay, Paul. Here we go. Let's, let's, let's just turn this on now. There we go. There it is. Beautiful, isn't it? We'll be right back. Oliver Reed is here. Now tell us about life on this island. Are you there most of the time? Well, on Manhattan? No, no, no. In the English Channel, the, the Channel Islands. You yes, mentioned. I am most of the time. Yeah. Uh, there was a long time that I lived on another island in England, mm -hmm. and then I decided that I was going to go and live in Guernsey and buy this boat mm -hmm. and live amongst fishermen. Do you actually go out and fish? No, I wear the boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easier you, can, because wait, can I tell you the story? yeah, you don't need to get a license just to wear the boots, do you? Well, you do really because I, I wore the boots. So you got these big boots, and I went in there, and the fishermen, the Guernsey fishermen, they say, "What's this boy? You trying to be a fisherman, eh?" Uh huh. Uh, Excuse me. There's a bugler. Still, we had I've, I've chili in the commissary again today. <laughs> Hang on, I got some digests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. You Oh, great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You think that was rest? Have you yeah. been taking these? Yeah. Well, yeah. then I'll yeah. wait. I'll wait till a little later. Um, anyway, so you were being, you're a fisherman. You go out, you have the boots. Yeah, I came into a, a, a fisherman's village once, and uh, they said to me, you got the, you what, you wearing a fisherman, boy? Mm -hmm. Are you a fisherman? So I thought I've got to wear, wear a boat in order to wear the hats on my head. So what kind of... What kind I wear of... the boots in my ears. You have a boat, too? You no. Know, no. I haven't. No, I'm lying about the winch. I see. I see. Well, now we're really yes, making Yes, I progress. have a boat, and it has a winch, and I'm a fisherman, and I live over there, and I'm very happy there, and it's wonderful, and I drank 106 pints, and I screwed Lee Marvin at drinking, and I... <laughs> And that's your researcher and jolly good. You're going to be bright now. No, I just I no no. I would just. I thought you were going to talk about movies this stretch. Sure, you want to talk about movies? Yeah, right. I want to talk about Castaway. <laughs> now, but now you're pissed off, right? Now, now you're pissed off. No, I'm off. Okay, so tell me about Castaway. You know, the woman who wrote the book was actually here. The woman who lived that uh, story was here. And at the time, I thought it would make a darn good movie. How did it turn out okay? Yeah, uh, well, that's up to everybody that goes to the movies to judge mm -hmm. for themselves. Uh, a lot of people make a mistake of um, uh, messing up Lucy Irwin, who played... She was the Amanda, young lady. Yeah, that's right, who played Lucy Irwin, who, and Amanda Donahue played the part, mm -hmm. and myself, Gerald Kingsland. A lot of people mix us up, especially uh, um, women's libbers. Mm. Uh, I can only talk for myself. I thought it was, um, she's got a great body. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, briefly, the story is a, a gentleman. Uh, no, wants he's no gentleman. <laughs> All right, a guy wants to retire to an island, I guess in the South Pacific, off the coast of Australia or New Zealand or something. 
Uh, Roughly? Yeah. 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 And he he runs an ad for a female companion. Isn't that the story? Thank you for filling me in. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't filling you in. Uh, I was trying Ooh, to educate you. It didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, considering your condition, maybe it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me what my condition. Well, is it's about just that. a joke. No, it's come just on. A, what's no, my condition? Well, no, I know. Just a joke. Well, you assume, oh, it's a joke, is it? It's only a joke, and not and not much of a joke. I'll I'll grant you that. It, it was. Believe me, I didn't. I didn't even think it was. Paul, get over here. Paul. <laughs> No, 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 come on, no, Dave, you don't, listen. Uh, we, we, have, we have soda and snacks in the green room, and you can, you can have all of those you want. I thought they were there. No. All right, so now the movie comes out briefly, shortly, soon, comes out? Yes, comes in New York. At, uh, I've got to say all these things, and I'm sure that I'm right. Uh, I think it comes out in the beginning of September in New York and the rest of America right, end of September. Can I thank you for being so erudite? <laughs> well, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate your uh, patience here. We, uh, we'll pause here for station identification and uh, we'll be right back. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> 